All right, let's grab our Bibles tonight and let's turn to the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter number one, Joshua chapter number one. And of course, with all the people out today, uh, we are just moving things right along. And uh, we want to look in Joshua chapter number one tonight. And of course, today uh, we are is Veterans Sunday and uh, we want to acknowledge all the uh, veterans. Uh, we did so this morning and I don't believe there's anybody here tonight who uh, we did not get recognized this morning, but in the weeks to come, uh, we'll continue to acknowledge uh, and give those gifts out to the, so many of our members who have served. And so uh, if you're watching online, that applies to you. We'll make sure uh, that we get that gift to you uh, as soon as you get back with us. And uh, so do do pray for, pray for one another. And uh, we've never been hit with sickness like uh, this before, yeah, but we certainly want everyone to be safe and be well. And that's uh, one of the benefits of having some of this technology, I guess, is that when people aren't feeling well, uh, they can still uh, be a part of what's going on. And so I uh, appreciate uh, th th that opportunity. Joshua chapter number one, um, I'm going to read uh, several verses tonight in the first chapter. And familiar passage of scripture, there's going to be some familiar thoughts tonight. Um, I've learned in my Christian life, uh, it's easy to take for granted the things that are obvious to us. Um, you, you know God is sitting on his throne tonight, right? That is a very obvious statement of truth. But how many times do we take that for granted? Uh, I'm saved tonight. I'm on my way to heaven. I, I'm sure of it. I have no doubts about it. I don't ever want to take for granted my own salvation. And there are some obvious truths in Scripture that are familiar to us but if we're not careful, uh, they're so obvious that we don't spend enough time realizing the bigness of the truths of the Word of God. And such is the case tonight uh, as we look in the book of Joshua. And I'll begin reading with verse number 1. And we're going to read down through verse number 8 this evening if you want to follow along. <clears throat> Joshua chapter number 1 and begin with verse number 1. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying... Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness in this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Uh, many great reminders in this passage of Scripture some we have touched on even this morning in our Sunday school lesson, and certainly we want to look at them again tonight. But I want to bring a very practical message of reminders tonight entitled Joseph's Pattern, or, or sorry, Jacob's Pattern 
for success. Jacob, uh, who are we talking about tonight? Joshua, Joshua's pattern. All these J's are throwing me off. My head's in a fog still, in a bucket. So uh, Joshua's pattern for success. And uh, Jacob has a pattern for success. We'll talk about that another night. So does Joseph, but tonight is Joshua. Joshua's pattern for success. Father, help us tonight uh, as we look into your word. I pray that you would give me clarity of thought this evening. Uh, May we look into your word. May we be helped. May we be reminded by these truths. And uh, may your will be done. May Christ be honored. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Joshua, the servant of the Lord. Joshua, uh, you and I could say, uh, had some big shoes to fill uh, once the Lord took his leader Moses home. And as I reminded us this morning, for those of us that were in Sunday school, I reminded us uh, that after Moses, God still had a plan. And we need to be reminded of that because sometimes we go through life and we experience things, and this is what I know. This is, this, this is who, in this situation, this is who I follow. Uh, th- these are the things that I am used to. And then when that changes, we've got to be reminded that God still has a plan beyond that. And Joshua is now the new leader. Joshua is the one who's going to uh, lead God's people into the promised land. Moses has brought them to the promised land, and now Joshua is going to be the one to bring them into the promised land. And chapter number one is so key in the life and the ministry of, uh, of Joshua. If you read the book of Joshua, which I would encourage you sometime uh, to set aside some time where you can read the entire book in one setting and really get a view and a picture of the life of Joshua and what was accomplished in his life. So much, uh, because there's some uh, well-known stories we know of. We know the, 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 the walls of Jericho. Uh, that's a famous story in the life of Joshua, and that sometimes that gets isolated. And, and then certainly the defeated Ai, and that gets isolated. And Achan and his sin, and that gets isolated. And then at the end of the, the life of Joshua, his famous words, as for me and my house, We will serve the Lord. But when you look at it all as a whole, what a great man Joshua was. I believe one of the underrated characters in the Old Testament. Uh, Certainly, Moses was a big character. Moses was a big figure to follow. And what a great, great leader. But Joshua was a great man in his own right. And I believe that we can see in this passage of Scripture why Joshua had the success that Joshua had. Joshua was a bold man. Joshua was a courageous man. Joshua was a, was a warrior. Joshua was one who was not afraid to attack the enemy. Joshua was one uh, who, if you study the life of Joshua, he was up in early in the morning. Uh, Joshua was one that, that didn't mind spending time alone and him and God. And, and Joshua was that kind of a leader. But we find some key things here as a pattern for his success. Um, I think it's a good practice for you and I to look on the pages of Scripture and see how God blessed people and find out what God says is the reason why they were blessed and then incorporate that into our life. Uh, you realize that uh, nobody in here, as I look around tonight, myself included, nobody in here is a Moses. But you don't have to be. Nobody in here is a Joshua. But you don't have to be. But I can look in the life of Joshua and see why he has success And if I can incorporate those same things into my life, uh, then I can have some of the same success that he had. And I want us to see some very basic things tonight, because as we live life, 
there, it becomes more and more evident the longer we live, the more we need God. I'm 46 years of age tonight. I know I don't look that old, but I'm 46 years of age, and I know that I need God more now than I've ever needed Him in my life. That's not to say I didn't need Him before. I needed Him before. Uh, but we're never going to get to a place where we don't need God. Uh, but we need God in our life as a church. Hasn't God been good to us? Hasn't God been faithful? Hasn't God provided? Hasn't God done many, many miracles for us? Absolutely. That does not mean we don't need God tonight. We need God more tonight than we've never needed Him. Uh, in spite, in, in, including all that God has done for us in the past, and God has shown Himself mighty, can I tell you, we need Him even more in the future. Uh, no matter where we are in life, we need to, to have success as a child of God, and we can have success. Uh, we see that at the end of verse number 8, uh, perhaps the, one of the, the, the most well-known verses in the book of Joshua, the end of the verse says, For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. I love the way the scripture is worded. Every word in the Bible is there on purpose. Uh, that's why man don't need to mess with it, because God puts it there on purpose. He says, Thou shalt have good success. Uh, we've been studying on Sunday mornings and Sunday school for a long time now uh, on the book of Deuteronomy, and so we have established that when God makes a promise, He's going to fulfill it. And this is a promise that God has fulfilled and will fulfill in the life of a Christian. We can have good success. Now, this is not a, a, an entire message tonight just on that one phrase, but let me remind all of us tonight, uh, there's a difference in God's success and the world's success. There's a difference in good success as God defines it and good success as the world defines it. And I know a lot of our young people are not here tonight, but let me just encourage all the young people, don't let the world define what success is in your life. Uh, the world it does not have any idea what's, what real success is, what real happiness is, real peace is. Uh, seek the success that as God defines it. But let's look very quickly tonight at Joshua's pattern for success. Let me uh, draw your attention to, we're going to read verse number 5 again, but as we uh, prepare to read verse number 5, let me remind you and let me get us to think about the feeling that Joshua must have had at this point in his life. The leader he had served so faithfully is now gone. That's a void in itself. And now God has thrust him into that leadership. Uh, and so he had to feel the pressure. And certainly there was pressure of, uh, I can't do this as, as, as Moses did it. And what, what am I going to face? But there's a pattern for success that God gives him that I want us to see. But bear, keep that in mind as we look at these things tonight of, of the, the setting that Joshua finds himself in. Look at me at verse number 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Let me say the first thing we need to be remember if we're going to have the success that Joshua had is, number one, to trust God. Just trust God. What a great promise. As I was with Moses, I will be with thee. Can you imagine how comforting those words must have been to this man as he's now facing 
the responsibility. It's on his shoulders to take the people in now into the promised land and to see the fulfillment of the promise that God had made. Well, they're on the cusp of that. What a big responsibility. Uh, Joshua's role had changed. It was always, well, Moses is going to be with, and then Moses is just going to tell us what God said. But now God promises Joshua, as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you the same way. Uh, And not only did that give Joshua hope, Joshua strength, but it ought to give you you and I strength tonight. Do you realize the same God Moses had is the same God we have? The same God Joshua has, the same God that we have. Do you realize how big, and you you read through the the Old Testament, and you read through the ministry of Moses and the miracles that God did through Moses, God showed himself to be a pretty big God. But God is still a pretty big God, and he is our God. And if we're going to have the same pattern for success that Joshua had, we have got to trust God. Christian, do not get to the place in your life where you try, first of all, to figure God out because you can't, or you wait for God to explain how he's going to do what he intends to do. Just trust God. It ought to be enough for you and I to just know that God's with us. If God is with us, if God is with me, then I don't have to figure it out. If God is with me, I don't have to have all the answers because God is the one who will provide that leadership. God is the one who has the answers. He says, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. What a great promise. And can I just say to all of us tonight, uh, God, God is still alive. God is still on his throne. And man can get, we can have this sickness that we're dealing with. We can face the things in our nation that we're, we're dealing with. But I still say that God is still with his people. Uh, God, God has not forsaken us. God has not left us. And he, and he says, as, he, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. But notice what else he says in verse number five. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Do you know that God's never failed? You do know that, right? God's never forsaken you. This is something we know. It's something I've been taught my whole life. It's something that God has shown to be true so many times in my life. But can I tell you this morning or this evening, I still like to hear it said. I still like to be reminded that I will not fail thee. I know God's not going to fail me. I know he's not going to forsake me, just like he won't fail you, just like he won't forsake you. But I like hearing it said every once in a while. And I think Joshua knew the faithfulness of God. Joshua knew that God had never forsaken them. And Joshua was one of the ones who wandered in the wilderness for a generation as that generation was dying off. Joshua had seen firsthand the faithfulness of God. But God still said, let me remind you, let me say it, I'll not fail thee, I'll not forsake thee. You know, it's good for you and I to be reminded as God's people that He's not going to fail us. He's not going to forsake us. When it seems hopeless, when it seems like there's, there's no way out, now let me tell you tonight that we just need to trust God. Say, Pastor, what are you, what are you doing in all of this, of this as a church we're dealing with? All this, this, I'm just trusting God. What do we do in our nation today? We just trust God. We have to, in our life, whatever you're facing, you may be facing a burden that nobody else knows about. What do I do? You just trust God. Maybe you had a point of decision in your life and you've got some things that you have to decide that's, gonna, that's going to affect your future. What do you, you trust God? 
Uh, it seems trite to say sometimes, and it is one of those, you know, you know, things that we always say, like, God bless you, and I'm praying for you, whether we mean it or not. And this is one of those things, well, just trust God. Usually that is said uh, when it's not applying to us. When somebody else has the burden, well, you just trust God. But then when it's us, we panic. No, God needs to tell me what's going, what, is, what is he going to do. God, God needs to show how he's going to do it. No, if we want to have the same success that Joshua had, we just have to trust God. Remember, the same God that was with Moses, the same God that was with Joshua, is the same God that we depend on. You say, Pastor, how can we have that much confidence? Because it's the same God. It's the same God. How can, how can, you not, how can we have that much courage? Because it's the same God. Our, our, our dependence tonight is not on our flesh. It is in God. Do you realize that you and I ought to be very confident as his people tonight? Why? Because God has never failed. He has never failed. He has never forsaken. So there's one time I felt like I was all alone. Feeling like you're all alone and actually being alone are two different things. I, the, 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 the story comes to mind of the disciples sailing across the Sea of Galilee in a storm, but Jesus was on the mountain and he was watching them in that storm. There's no way they were going to perish in that storm. They didn't realize it because they were afraid, but they were never alone. And you and I are never alone. So the first thing that we need to remember if we're going to experience Joshua's pattern for success is to trust God. Number two, notice in verse number six. Be strong and of a good courage. Let me say number two, don't quit. Don't quit. Too many times Christians quit, and then we turn around and say, well, why, how come God didn't see me through? No, God didn't. I touched on this this morning in my message. It's not that God didn't see you through. You quit. There's so much in Scripture about just not quitting. Just not giving up. Just going another day. Just taking one more step. Just, just fighting one more battle. Be strong and of a good courage. He, he, he tells him of a promise that will be fulfilled. For unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. He reminds them again of a promise he's made. They just need to not quit. Now, let, let's, let's draw some conclusions here. If he says be strong and have a good courage, it leads me to believe that there's going to be some things that they face that's going to bring fear. That leads me to believe that there's going to be some opposition. Otherwise, why would God say, be strong? It leads me to believe that there are going to be times that they're going to be challenged. They were going to face battles but God said, be strong. May you and I be reminded that God never promised us ease. He never promised us, promised us a life with no difficulty. He never promised us that we'd always be in a situation where we would not need to live by faith. I, I, you know, it's, it's certainly a, a serious time right now in our nation. But it's amazing how many are panicking at the thought that they might have to actually live by faith? Which, in for a child of God, isn't that what pleases God? 
Now, I, I'm not going to get off on that because, you know, I have certain opinions that I would like to see the way that I like to see God do things. But the point is this. Uh, if he tells us to be strong, there's going to become times where we just have to be strong. <clears throat> if he tells us, tells us to be of good courage, he, he's giving, he, he's foreshadowing of some things that are going to come where you're going to need courage. And I think this is a good reminder for all of us in our Christian life. The Christian life is not a life of ease. All of us has, have difficulties we face. All of us are going to face and carry burdens. And when we have those things in our life, we need to just not quit. And one of the greatest things that a person can decide is just they're never quitting. They are just never going to quit. You realize that Satan can't do anything with that? Now think about this. He, he comes to us as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But what does what does the roar do? It makes you afraid. He cannot devour you. He he will roar to scare you. And as long as and what does the Bible say? He says, "Resist the devil." And what will he do? He'll flee. As long as you just don't quit, there's nothing, nothing, nothing our enemy can do to overcome the blood of the Lamb. Nothing. Nothing can take place in your life, in my life, in the life of our church, the life of our nation that God does not allow. But God does say there's going to come some times where you're going to need to have that courage. So be strong and have a good courage. So if we're going to have success as Joshua had success... Uh, let's be reminded tonight, first of all, that we have to trust God. Just trust God. When you don't have an answer, trust God. Then we've all got to make up our mind that we're not going to quit. When fear comes, we don't quit. When hard times come, we don't quit. Uh, husbands, those of you that are here and listening online, don't quit on your family. Parents, don't quit on your children. Children, don't quit on your mom and dad. Don't, don't quit on the people who have invested in you. And don't quit on God. Be of good courage. Fears are going to come. Don't quit. Hard times are going to come. Don't quit. This is what God is telling Joshua. You can have good success. I know you're following Moses. I know Moses is not here. You are going to lead God's people. Let me tell you how to do it and be a good success. Don't quit. Be strong, be of good courage. Notice number three, we find in verse number seven. Now, this is going to be a deep one, so I hope you're ready for this. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. The third thing that I see tonight that guarantees success is, is this, just to follow instruction. Again, the scripture says that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. How are you going to prosper? By just following instruction? You know, we've made the Christian life a whole lot more complicated than it should be. We just need to obey. Follow instruction. Well, pastor, I don't know what to do. What am I supposed to do? Well, just do what God tells you. To do, do what you know you just should do. Well, besides that, what am I supposed to do? There is no besides that. We just have to follow instruction. 
as, as things apply to our, to our nation. What are we as, as Christians to do? What are we as the church to do? Follow instruction. You realize these instructions have never changed? We just have to follow them. We have to do what God has said to do. As a, as a parent, what, what am I to do? Just do what God said to do. As a, as a spouse, what am I to do? Just do what God said I'm to do. As a Christian, what am I to do? Just do what God said I'm to do. Uh, as, as a pastor, as, as I lead the ministry that God has placed me in, what, what am I, how am I supposed to figure out how to lead it? I'm just supposed to do what God says, and success will come. Uh, and the same is true in the life of every Christian. Uh, we ought to make our priority, what do the instructions say? Uh, we as a Christian, we should not approach the instructions that God has given us the way men approach those instructions on Christmas Eve. Uh, we'll figure it out. Well, we, we'll, you know, those are just, just extra parts, hon. We, those aren't really needed in case we lost something. You know, well, that may work when you're trying to put together a toy or put together something uh, for a Christmas gift in, in, the, in the late hours of Christmas Eve, but that doesn't work out too well when we treat the instructions for life that way. It does not work out too well when we consider what God has said as optional. Uh, well, I'll figure it out along the way. You're not going to figure it out. The God of the heavens has given us life. He has planned our life, and he has given us the instructions to follow. And he says, if you follow these instructions, you'll have good success. If you follow these instructions, you'll prosper. Now, he doesn't say you won't have problems. He doesn't say you won't ever be disappointed. He doesn't say it won't ever be hard, but he does say if you'll just follow the instructions, don't turn to the right hand, don't turn to the left, just do what you've been instructed to do. Notice the wording that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Moses has been telling you what to do. Just do that. Just do that. We don't need new instructions. We just need to follow the instructions God's given us. You know, the life of the average Christian would change just like that if they just start following the instructions. Pastor, there's a lot of people who, who claim to be saved out there. There's a lot of people who, who, how would you change things? I could change things in the life of so many people so easily. Pastor, can you help me get my life back together? I'll do the best I can, but let me tell you what you need to do. You need to follow the instructions. Because that is what you have to do to get to prosper, as God says. Well, I just don't know if I want to do that. Well, I, you, really don't want to, you really don't want to have success as Joshua has success. And this ought to be a good reminder to all of us. If I want God to bless me, if I want to, in that word, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Do we really believe the Bible? Do we really believe God is faithful? Well, God says you'll prosper. But in order to prosper, just do what I've told you to do. Just follow the instructions. We, should, we need to, as Christians, we need to stop looking for the writing in the sky and read the written words of Scripture and follow them. We need to put our emotions aside. And I don't feel like, or, or this, doesn't, this, doesn't, this doesn't help me in this regard, and just do what God has said. If we follow the instructions, it's going to be okay. Um, he tells 
he reminds Joshua in verse number seven, be thou strong and courageous. Because so, sometimes you've got to be strong and courageous just to do what you've been told to do. Uh, do you realize that they're going into a, a land that God has promised them and they're going to be the only people in that land that are following Jehovah God? That goes against the entire culture of that day. Well, we live in a day-to-day where if you're going to follow this book, you do go against the entire culture in which we live. Uh, it's, you, you go against the, um, the conventional wisdom. Uh, if, 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 if Christians are going to rear their children according to this book and not according to Oprah, it goes against the culture of this day. But she can't make guarantees that God makes. And we've got to understand that we've just got to follow the instructions. Um, I don't know if this is ever, this may be a silly illustration, but on, on the few occasions that I have tried to follow instructions to put things together. I don't know if it's ever happened to you, but sometimes I have to check at the beginning two or three times because it just doesn't make sense to follow these steps in order to get to what that picture looks like. I see how the picture looks like, and I don't see what the point of this is. I can make that analogy when we follow the Word of God. We don't always see how it's going to work out the way we want it to work out, but God has written the instructions in a very specific manner in a, for a very specific reason. And we just need to follow the instructions and we can have good success. Number four, and finally, we find in verse number eight, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, Thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then shalt, thou shalt make thy way prosperous, then thou shalt have good success. I'll give you the fourth one in just a moment, but as we travel through these verses and we get an idea of how God was telling Joshua he could be a success. If you were to go to the end of the book of Joshua and you to read those words that Joshua so famously said, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Joshua had fulfilled what God had asked him to do. No, he did not do it perfectly, as no man would do it perfectly. But God had used Joshua to lead his people into the promised land. God would bless as long as Joshua was alive. We look at the success that he had, and in verse number 5, he trusted God. Joshua did trust God. Uh, it would take God trusting God when God says, okay, this is how you're going to defeat Jericho. You're going to march around one time for six days, and on the seventh day, you're going to march around this great city, and then you're going to shout and blow your trumpet, and then the walls are going to fall down, and I'll give you the city. Now, you'd have to trust God to follow those instructions. Joshua didn't quit. Joshua knew it was like to experience defeat. Uh, because of sin in the camp, they faced a great defeat at Ai. Joshua knew what that was like. Joshua knew what it was like to experience that, but he didn't quit. He followed instruction. And that leads us to number four. We find in verse number eight, and that's to this. If we're going to have... Joshua's pathway for success, we've got to know the word. 
I bring all that together again because in order to follow the instruction, you've got to know the instruction. And I believe we are suffering in our nation because of a lack of a knowledge of the Word of God. It doesn't surprise me that those who claim to be atheists, those that claim to want nothing to do with God, know nothing about that book. And it's really, it's really sad to hear somebody who knows nothing about God, the things of the God, try and quote Bible to justify their position. But it is sad when you think of Christians and their lack of knowledge of the Word of God. There's, we have a lot of failures in our nation. We have a lot of failures as churches and as Christians. And I think perhaps the greatest failure is the fact we just don't know the Bible. Churches have done away with Sunday school and replaced it with fellowship and entertainment. And in essence, they're not learning the Bible. We've replaced preaching of the Word of God with entertainment. And while the flesh is entertained, we don't learn the Word of God. We think reading a, an occasional devotional is, replaces a personal study of the Word of God, and it does not. And of course, we can only know the Word of God as we have the Spirit of God, and only the child of God can really understand what God has said. But you and I have a responsibility to know the instructions that we're supposed to follow. Christians are going to give an account to God because they have not placed themselves under the teaching of the Word of God. They're going to give an account because of what we should know from the Bible. If I could give one bit of encouragement besides everything I've already said and one challenge to us as Christians tonight is to, in the days ahead, to know this Bible more. Because how can we know God without knowing His Word? How can we know the mind of God without knowing his word? Have you ever wondered what the unseen hand of God might be doing? Because God's always working. You ever wonder what the unseen hand of God might be doing in your own life? That unseen hand of God might be doing in our nation? The only way to find it is to get in that book, see what the instructions are, to get to know God to get an understanding of what we're supposed to do. How can we follow the Word if we don't know the Word? So the pattern for success is to trust God. It's not to quit. It's to follow the instructions, but to know the instructions. Notice what the, what the Bible says in verse 8. The spoken law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. I don't think I need a lot of explanation of what that means. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night. He's instructing Joshua to spend a lot of time thinking about the Word of God. A lot of time thinking about those instructions that God gave Moses to give to the people. It's, it's really tragic. And I know the night that I'm... I know that, and I believe that our church is, this is the greatest church that, that, that I believe on the face of the earth. And, and this, is a, this is a church where the people love God and love the Bible. And, and so I'm just speaking very generally tonight, but it is a, it's a tragedy when the only time Christians think about the Bible 
is when they got a habit to go to church on Sunday. And then we wonder why we're defeated. We wonder why we're discouraged. We wonder why we give up hope. We wonder why we don't have the courage that we ought to have. We wonder why we don't have the answers. It's not because God is not providing leadership. It's because we are not meditating on the Word of God day and night. The Word of God ought to be very, very dear to us. Can you think of how many times, and I find it fascinating, and I may, I may bring a message on it later as I study through and read through the book of Joshua. One setting, what began to jump out to me is all the times Joshua is alone. All the times Joshua is up well before the people are up. I think Joshua never got away from the responsibility that was placed on him. And I wonder how many times as he would lead the God's people from one battle to the next and one situation to the next, I wonder how many times he would go back and he would rehearse in his mind what he heard Moses say that God has said. Now when you do, when you do this, this is how I want this done. When you get to the land, this is how what I want you to do. Even in the Jericho belongs to me, take no spoil of the city. I wonder how many times Joshua must have thought, no, this is the way God wants it. This is what I must do. He would meditate therein day and night on what God had given instruction. Many times we don't do what God has asked us to do simply because we don't know his word enough. And when it comes to the word of God, for the child of God, ignorance is not bliss. It's not. You know, as members of this church, certainly those that are sick, this doesn't apply to them today, but if we're healthy and we're able to be under the preaching of the word of God, God is going to hold us accountable for what we could have heard. We're not going to have very many excuses for the failures in our life. We've had God's word sitting on our shelf, and we failed to open it to see what God had said. I wonder how many tears could have not been shed in the life of a child of God if they had just followed the word of God. If they had just known the instruction. If it was just near to them and they had meditated on the word of God. We have a responsibility if we are going to prosper. Don't you want to prosper? I want to prosper. I want my home to prosper. I want your home to prosper. I want our nation to prosper. None of those things can prosper outside of the Word of God. The only promise we have of prospering is by following His Word, by obeying His Word. Do you think the prosperity of our nation is a coincidence with the founding of our nation being founded on the principles of the Word of God? It's not a coincidence at all. But God's people must know the Word of God. My challenge tonight is for us to be reminded of the success that Joshua experienced is available to us. I'm thankful that the same God that Moses had is the same God I have. He's just as big as he's ever been. He's just as mighty as he's ever been. I'm glad that my God is faithful. He's as faithful as he's never been. My God's never forsaken me. He's never failed me. You know, I, 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 have, I have a lot of faults, and like everybody else, I have strengths and weaknesses. If I've ever done anything right, it's just the fact that I've just determined I'm never going to quit. 
No matter what comes, I'm never quitting. I'm never giving up because God's never given up on me. We just need to make up our mind that no matter what happens in our life, we're just not going to quit on God. We're just not giving up. It may mean we have to bear burdens we don't want to bear. It may mean we have to experience things we don't want to experience. But no matter what life brings us, even our own failures, I'm just not going to quit. And why don't we just follow the instructions that God's given us? Let's simplify our life. You hear that a lot nowadays. You just need to simplify your life. Yeah, I, I agree. As Christians, we need to simplify our life. How do we do that? Let's just obey God. Let's just follow his instructions. And let's know the word of God. It's amazing to me. I'm thankful that I grew up in church. It's amazing to me how the spirit of God will bring things to mind when it comes to his word exactly when I need it exactly at the time of my life when I need to be reminded of it. But you got to put it in for the Holy Spirit to ever bring it up. We've got to know the Word of God. You know, and as soon as, as, soon as we're all feeling better, we ought to get back in the house of God and, and not just fellowship with God's people, but under the preaching of the Word of God. And on a daily basis, we need to get in that book and find out what has God said? What instructions has He given me? Do you realize the things that we're facing in our world today, God's already addressed it? God's already given instructions about it? It's our responsibility to know what God has said. Well, Pastor, how do we act if this takes place? Well, we got to go to God and say, God, what have you already had? What instructions have you given? What do I know I'm supposed to do? It's been said over and over again in, in the past, and, and, not, and, not, and it's not original with me, of course. It's not the Bible we don't know that we have a hard time with. It's the Bible we do know that we have a hard time following and obeying. I want to have success. I want all the children who grow up in our church, all your children, grandchildren, future generations, I want them to have good success. I want them to prosper. Do you realize the world around us could be crumbling and God's people can still prosper? God's people can still have blessings? Well, how is that true? Because you follow this book and God says you'll have good success. God says you'll prosper. We just need to follow Joshua's pattern of success. Father, I pray.